Welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. I'm David Smith and my guest today is Joe Bombardi, who is the Director of Systems Engineering for Prisma SASE at Palo Alto Networks. So, Joe, in the previous episodes that we've recorded, we've discussed uh, the, the full capabilities and solutions of uh, a fully unified Prisma SASE. So that includes uh, ZTNA 2.0, Next gen CASB and SD WAN. So, what does a sort of a fully unified um, a Prisma solution look like, and what's the value to the partners? I think you know when it comes to partners, and I might sound biased when I say this, but first and foremost, we're trying to give them the most complete SASE package on the market, and you know we, we we tick most of the boxes, not just because you know we have components, but we've truly developed all of these. I mean, our our product strategy really is to be you know the best of breed platform made up of best of breed solutions or components. So the first thing our partners are getting is the confidence that what they're putting in front of their customers is genuine best of breed with a brand that can be trusted, especially from a from a, sec a security perspective. So that's really important. But if we also think about where the market is, you know, we've put a lot of work into unifying this technology. Um, often our partners or even uh, managed service partners might say, you know what, integration partners used to be responsible for sort of gluing together all the different components of good you know, point solutions to make them work as one. And what we've really done here with our Prisma SASE is built that for our partners. You know, we've put all of those components together, we've unified them genuinely, so there is not just that we have a package with separate components, but fully integrated you know, with unified management, unified policy, unified data, which is really important. So the ability for our partners to get up to speed, become operational, requires no investment from a uh, product or let's say um, you know setting up tooling perspective we've we've built all of that we've made it very easy to operate which is crucial when it comes to managed services or general operations and we've built it in a way where it can also have external APIs into any tooling that our managed service partners might already have so ease of operation ease of use ease of activation all of that stuff's been really top of mind for our product managers and and engineering team so the fundamentals are there the other component is really around what sort of services are there for our partners? Um, you know, if you start thinking about all of the components of SASE, you have the network component, you have applications, you have security, you have design, you have architecture, you have implementation, you have operations. There are so many things there. And typically we see our partners break it down into different sections as far as what they can sell on top of uh, the solution. So consulting services are, of course, the biggest. Going in and doing an assessment of what is the network? What is the architecture? What are the traffic flows? What are the applications that you know our, our customers are using? Is is a big one. You know, interestingly, that the very same solution to the problem can give a lot of those answers anyway. So that that's the first bit. Um, security analysis. You know, doing an assessment on what does the posture look like? Where are the risks? Where are the gaps? You know, how many point solutions are coming together here to try and achieve you know a single outcome versus you know doing it in a unified way is is very important. And then when it comes to design architecture implementation, um, we've, we've seen from our customers that even though they may have capabilities in-house, there is much more of an appetite in the market to use trusted partners to do that kind of work. Because the expectation is these partners have done it before. They've seen other environments. They've probably made mistakes. They've probably learned some good lessons in the process. And they can bring all that knowledge experience to the customer to say, hey, when we've done that network and application assessment, Here's what we think based on our experience. When we look at your you know, security posture assessment, here's what we found based on you know, that experience. The design and architecture is big. Our customers you know, typically expect 
our partners to take on that responsibility of what does the architecture look like? Um, how is it going to work? You know, how is it going to fit in? How is it going to be integrated? Uh, and then the operational side. It's been interesting for me to see in the last couple of years the evolution of the technology becoming much more mature. But the expectation of our customers is still very much on the partner community to operate such a service. Even though we've built it in a way to simplify operation, the bigger value of that is now going to our partners who are, who are operating it and so on. Uh, and then, you know, the ability to use the intelligence we gain from the analytics of the solution to go back to our customers and say, hey, we can see a bunch of things we can tweak, that we can optimize, that we can make better. We think there is expansion opportunity for you to integrate, you know, latest feature X or latest feature Y to get extra capabilities. And it's working really well. But I think the role our partners play in the entire life cycle from start to finish, I mean, there's not really a finish, is crucial. Um, and it's been good for me and for Palo Alto to see that the, the value that our partners can provide our customers hasn't diminished because the technology has gotten better. If anything, the reliance in our partners has grown because our customers trust a mature solution to deliver on what we're promising, but then they want trusted partners to actually deliver it and operate it and tick all of those boxes. Also helps our customers to really simplify their own operations you know, as a result of this as well. So there's plenty in it for our partners. Joe, that's really interesting. I completely understand what you're saying. That's sort of a fully unified SASE. So in terms of our partners and, and having those conversations with, with their customers and their potential customers, are there certain verticals, certain industries, certain projects that they should be looking for? You know, what's interesting about SASE is you would assume that it would, you know, cater for certain verticals or certain requirements. But the reality is when you look at our customer base, we have the world's biggest financial customers with hundreds of thousands of users. We've got public sector, we have health, we have education, we have manufacturing. I mean, you name it, we've got customers in all of those verticals. So I wouldn't say verticals specifically play a part. It's effectively for all verticals. If you think about all verticals, they all have networking and security requirements. So, you know, it kind of makes sense. If you think about size, I think initially the way SASE was architected in the early days, it sort of lent more towards those large enterprises. It was probably an easier transformation for large enterprises when it came to the commercial benefits as well as operational benefits. But we're also now seeing a real shift where at the smaller end of the market where, you know, we might have customers with, you know, a thousand users, 2000 users, as opposed to 10,000 or 100,000, you know, coming on board very quickly as well. So the reality here is we should be looking across all verticals. Um, if you start to break it down into the types of projects, at a high level, there's probably three sort of key areas. You know, one is network transformation. We spoke about SD-WAN, you know, in a previous session and, and the importance that SD-WAN and edge networking will, will continue to play. Um, secure remote access tends to be, I would say, the most common, especially in the hybrid world, uh, and making sure that we're, we're addressing that. And then just internet security in general. But as I said, you know, previously, those things were previously treated kind of separately, separate technologies, separate products, separate audience. Uh, you know, that we're selling to. But all of those things come together as, you know, the, the top level projects driving SASE. And then if you break it down into more components of, you know, remote access being driven by VPN replacement, ZTNA solutions effectively, um, you know, legacy uh, proxies in, in data centers driving, you know, secure web gateway types of projects. Um, we've, we've spent some time talking about SAS security and, you know, CASB in itself is is a beast of a discussion to be having the fact that we've been able to take CASB and integrate it as part of our own inline SASE security is, is quite unique. So certainly lots of discussions to be had around SAS security and, and, and DLP 
Um, and of course, you know, firewall as a service, which I mentioned before, you know, we shouldn't walk away from the fact that we've all, and I assume most of our partners have for many years been selling the world's best firewalls to our customers, right? And we don't want to stop doing that, but the conversation needs to evolve. You know, the conversation needs to be about where do we want that level of firewalling or next-gen firewalling to happen? Should it be in the form of a box and a branch? Should it be delivered from the cloud as part of a, you know, SASE, uh, you know, uh, infrastructure? So lots of conversations to be had, lots of initiatives, lots of high-level projects, um, lots of verticals. And again, the beauty of it, and we're seeing it in Palo Alto, is most of our customers are either talking to us about SASE or want to talk to us about SASE. Um, most of our customers tend to be happy, which is a great start. Uh, and when we when we have that conversation around SASE, the door is always open. Um, you know, if anything, keeping up with the amount of conversations we're having about SASE with our existing customers is is difficult. Um, and we're also seeing quite a high percentage of net new customers to Palo Alto coming in from SASE. You know, we're talking the order of twenty to thirty percent of Prisma SASE sales that we do are net new to Prisma uh, to, to Palo Alto which is a great opportunity for our partners, especially if there are, you know, customers that might be well entrenched with their competitors. You know, the fact that there is a massive market out there that maybe neither of us have even started to work with, um, you know, makes the market huge for us. And if we go back to where we've started previously on this conversation, you think about a $15 billion market over the next couple of years, the opportunity there for our partners is immense. Uh, and, you know, so many of our customers are still very much in the, immature or early stages of SASE. So there's plenty, plenty of potential out there to come. Joe, thank you so much for being our guest on Arrow Bandwidth. We've reached the end of our fourth episode, believe it or not. It's been really, really educational learning all about Prisma SASE. So thanks very much. Really enjoyed your company. My pleasure. Thanks again, David. I hope you've enjoyed today's Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to learn more about Prisma Sassy from Palo Alto Networks, if you're watching this video on YouTube, you can click the link that's on your screen right now. Or if you're listening on your podcast provider of choice, please do look in the description where there is a link. You can go and visit that website and find out a lot more about Prisma Sassy from Palo Alto Networks. Thanks for joining us.